0: It's Saturday night, party night, and the only person here without a date is you. But imagine this. You touch a switch, turn a dial, and the perfect lover steps into your arms.
1: Hi, I'm Jessica.
0: Welcome to the 23rd century. The perfect world of total pleasure. MGM presents the Saul David production of... Logan's Run. Run Logan.
1: Just imagine the fulfillment of every fantasy. Run Logan. The satisfaction of every vanity. Run Logan! The absolute attainment of every wish.
0: Run! There's just one catch. Run Logan! Logan's Run. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Released by United Artists. Logan's Run. It's the perfect world of total pleasure. There's just one catch.
1: This is, this is so right. <laughs> <laughs> this movie come right on. here. You gotta go now. Let's do our quotes from other movies. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go. Give me get your to address the ch- there. Gotta get to the chopper. Come on. Dylan, you, sir. You're pushing too many pencils. <laughs> 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 or I'm the mighty Stick Hercules. Around. Stick around. Let, Let off some steam. <laughs> Bennett. Uh, I am I eat green braids for breakfast right now. I'm very hungry. <laughs> okay. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves. We apologize. Uh, Welcome to another edition of Saturday Night Movies. Exciting,
0: action-packed.
1: <laughs> yeah, Saturday movie Movies. Hi, I'm Johnny Cat. This is another movie that's so. Listen, okay, we're, we're I'm we're running into this because we're hyper. I just, I just, I just mainlined a, I shotgun <laughs> I took a two-liter Mega Joe Cola. I opened it up, and then Blake took a a, a pencil knife, <laughs> popped the top, so that some air and it just it just shotgun down my throat. <laughs> And then and then it came out my
0: nose, and as soon as I got over the carbonation of my nose, we hit record. We distilled it. We yeah. boiled up, off the liquid, and Dion's been snorting <laughs> yeah. the leftover sugar. And <laughs> <caffeine>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: like bleeding. Come on, we gotta go. <laughs> I turn into Macho Man,
0: where I'm just. Oh yeah, my whole body is gonna go. Cream rising to the top. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Gene Oakland snap, in. snap into it. We're going to find out with Elizabeth. <laughs> Ooh, the cream rises to the top. So no, we're
1: doing <sighs> total bone, recall. bone saw.
0: Bone saw. <laughs> <laughs> that kills your how does macho man sustain? How does Randy Savage sustain oh, that? His Randy whole Savage. body is in little known fact, Randy Savage Fred Savage's uncle. Come on.
1: <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> <laughs> That was a lie. <laughs> I was gonna I'm say, f- really?
0: I'm fibbing. Yeah.
1: Sorry. This is all my life. Blake would just say these things to me, and I would take. Oh yeah, as-
0: Mario Lopez, Jennifer Lopez, brother and sister. Really? Wow. Jason Lee, Stanley. Stanley's uh, his grandfather.
1: <laughs> what about my chopper, baby? Not no. Uh, what about bona? my Bona baby? That's that's in uh, Hollywood too. Baby. My, my Chapa. Oh, now sorry. We're, we're we're just so hyper. Uh, this week we're doing the 1990 film Total Recall. Paul Verhoeven. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, this is interesting because... I don't know,
0: it's, uh, maybe you haven't heard of it, but... Yeah, well... <laughs> apparently it is... R- apparently for a certain generation, people think this is a rarity, which t- I was so shocked. We had I, somebody request it. We're doing this as a request. Yeah. And because we had so many requests for it... And Dion and I were not smart enough to keep note of who was requesting it to see if it was one person requesting it multiple times or several people requesting Under it. Under different names. We're not naming anybody. <coughs> Excuse me.
1: Oh, all that macho man just ruined my. I feel like I just inhaled a report. Right, we're going to need to stop down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's just a tight body. Um, so this is a movie where came out 1990. I knew the, I knew it so well back in the day. Loved it. Loved it. <laughs> Loved it. And then I probably haven't seen it since high school. Yeah, it's been I, a
0: long time for me, too. And
1: I feel like it just fell away, like it got forgotten, and it got overshadowed by, like, Terminator 2 in the Predator, in the Schwarzenegger canon. And um, we just did RoboCop about six months ago, yeah. Verhoeven. We just did Predator maybe around the same time last summer. So we're kind of revisiting some. We just did captain america a couple weeks ago which has ronnie cox same year as this yeah so this is what ronnie cox is doing at the time ronnie cox also shows up in uh robocop um and i haven't seen this movie since like i just said prior to high school and i gotta tell you i was really worried gotta that t- it, i gotta <laughs> tell you i was really worried this is not wo- become a thing <laughs> yeah wow <laughs> I was really worried this movie wouldn't hold up, and for years that in my back of my head, I was like, I don't.
0: Does Total Recall kind of hold up? And full disclosure, I fucking loved this. Yeah, me too. And here's the thing: I discussed in our RoboCop episode mm-hmm. that there are there were certain movies that were very big for our generation that like I saw, didn't hate or anything, <coughs> but just like never really cared for. And two of them were RoboCop. Oh come on! Shut the and, fuck door. And Total Recall. Wow. The movies that were so big for our yeah. generation was like I don't like, like I just like they, th- I didn't connect with them. And I remember saying that to somebody that we went to film school with at the time. They're like, you know what, movies that were really big for our, our generation. Here I'm done with the soda. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, you know, Total Recall and RoboCop. I just never really got into them. I'm like, well, you just don't like Paul Verhoeven because he directed both of those movies. I was like, oh, maybe I don't. But I like Showgirls. (laughs) 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 I enjoy me some Showgirls. Uh, But, um... I mean, I understand why they were so big, especially a movie like RoboCop, for instance. But, uh... This movie, in particular. but I, I thoroughly enjoyed RoboCop when we watched it for yeah. the show, and and honestly, you hadn't seen it what when in that, a long time, okay. in quite a while. And then this movie is another one that I probably haven't seen. You're probably like you not since high school, uh, and it wasn't I ever like hated it. I just never liked it. I just remember thinking like I don't like this as much as everybody else seems to like it, uh, and I have to admit this movie held up for me today better than it did (laughs) back in 1990 (laughs) back in like 1995 which is probably the last time i saw i mean to me
1: this this movie was it's like this is when a movie was a movie i mean i remember this is
0: when the movie i
1: mean this when this came out like you know batman we always talk about how big batman was when that came out in 1989 the next thing for me on the map 1990s, is also the same year as Dick Tracy which was a big huge installment for me and it was really popular at the time but when this movie was coming out and it was Schwarzenegger's next action movie and the, when they started showing trailers and teasers and you see that sequence where he's running uh, past the x-ray machines that was so ahead of its time yeah, yeah, and that looked so amazing like a lot of people were just going to the theater to see that sequence and I think when this came out I saw it I loved it uh, it came on video, bought the video for like 100 bucks. You know, had the damn thing, watched the shit out of it. But then I think maybe when Terminator 2 came out, that eclipsed this, and I got on the bandwagon of Terminator 2, threw yeah. this aside, and that's maybe the reason why I haven't looked at this again for 20 year, 25 yeah, years,
0: 25 years. Now, full disclosure, <coughs> Deanna and I were going to do a different Arnold Schwarzenegger movie today. Yeah, we were. Until we decided, We like, were. <laughs> <laughs> at touch play. Yeah. You're right. Get away. <laughs> My room is out for yeah.
1: Joe Best. That's so hard. <laughs> Sorry. We're whacked tonight. We are... Shout we're going to annoy some people. Uh,
0: we were going to do uh, for a reunion. <clears throat> was it the 25th? <laughs> I don't remember what year it was. Before... For reunion, for anniversary, not reunion, for anniversary purposes, we were going to do a movie that uh, we feel nobody likes. Well, you're really going to say it. Except for us. You're like, it's like you're showing our slip. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Our dress slip. We were going to do Last Action Hero. Yeah, because we're the only two people in the entire world we've discovered <laughs> that actually like that movie. Until somebody, we get an
1: avalanche of requests for total recall. Of hate mail. Yeah. From people be- no,
0: I love Last Action Which Hero. Which is good because we'd like to feel like we're, we hope we're not the only ones. But uh, we were full ready. We were... Finding, trying to find where we could find a v- beat up VHS copy yeah. of it. We were looking at <laughs> eBay. Looking I bought a VCR, a four head VCR
1: for the whole. Of, not a two head. I went to four head.
0: And then uh, we started, not started, but you know, yet another request for Total Recall came <coughs> in. And one of us said to the other, "That was bite to Dion. Let's do Total Recall." What do you think about maybe doing Total Recall? <laughs> I was like, Total Recall. Let's give the people what they want. Yeah, let's <laughs>
1: give them what they want. So I said, "Okay, uh, you know, we just did Blade Runner, uh, Philip K Dick a couple months ago. Um, give us a
0: give us a chance to, to explore some more
1: Dick. Yes, yeah, some 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 beautiful Dick and um <laughs> I uh I have some of his short stories in collected I have. As do I. And one of the short stories is what this is based on. We can remember it for you wholesale. So I was like, "Sure, that that sounds sounds fun." Why sweetly? Um so The big worry for me, I guess, not just for this episode, but years prior was that this movie wouldn't hold up. And I've said that to people, you know, because some people, there was a time where people thought RoboCop didn't hold up. And I'd get into conversations with people like, oh, you like Robocop? That's so cheesy. It's so stupid. And they would like, say that
0: to you. You wouldn't say it to
1: yeah, me. Yeah. They'd say that to me. And I feel like I'd have to defend. Like, well, yeah, okay, there are sequences, I guess, the, the cynicism of the TV aspects, of like what Verhoeven likes to do. And there's elements of that in t- Total Recall. So I'd kind of have to get on a situation where I'm not defending, but I'm trying to side with Robocop that, no, it's good. It's, it's There's a message there. So I was worried that Total Recall would go to that way. And yeah. then I'd say to people, "Did it hold up? they like, yeah, it's still a great movie. But coming back and watching this this tonight, I mean, it is what it's like a man's man's
0: action movie. It's that and so much more. It <laughs> is so much. More. Uh, it's that, but also the excited. The f- one of the many fun things about doing this show uh, with you, Dion, is that um, we are visiting. Uh, we often visit an era of era. Of, uh, era of era or era of f- filmmaking m- mostly america american filmmaking uh that is a bygone era of mag- the magic of cinema yeah movie magic movies that uh, movies that are pushing the boundaries of what can be done in a pre-CGI era ever. How many errors can I get into this sentence? You're doing it. <laughs> and you're doing it. You're doing it. Well, throwback to last week, for instance, labyrinth. When, this, we, when we watched labyrinth, yeah, the discussion was like, Henson is throwing everything that can be done Don, uh, up to 1986. <laughs> yeah, up to that, puppetry, we computer got puppets, CGI, you got a little bit of CGI, you got marionettes. You know, we have it's uh, like camera it's a tricks. wonderful exploration of like this is what yeah this is how magical movies were made at that time. And this is utilizing everything at their disposal.
1: Yeah, and this is 1990, and it's such a place in history where probably what 2 years later this movie would
0: have been done completely different. Yeah. This is one of the last huge yeah. special effects <clears throat> uh movies done before like the computer compositing, digital compositing. This is like it's this movie and then probably like the next step is Jurassic Park or T2. Well, T2, but it's a, the the effects in T2 T2 is a very different.
1: Yeah. But it, it, that, that got it. I mean, Abyss got the CGI and the map where the the Abyss showed you could do it believably. Yeah. And well, and then that was almost the dry run for T2. And I feel Total Recall holds a special place with a movie also like Dick Tracy, where Dick Tracy's a, another movie that's so latex foam heavy yeah. with costume effects and. Matte paintings and different, yeah. you know, this movie, lenses, miniatures, and yeah, all, like uh,
0: utilizing everything you know that had been. And it's like this is the end. This is you don't this real, is I don't think they even ninety realize. years of filmmaking. Yeah, of movie magic, it's coming to a head. Uh, uh, in the pinnacle, of
1: <laughs> and I don't. And I don't <laughs> <of> what <to laughs> And I don't even feel like they even realized that on the forefront there was going to be this colossal change. No, I don't think so. I mean, you this know? is
0: a, this is an early example of CGI. the The skeleton X ray scene that you're ta- that you mentioned earlier as being like a very standout. Like, but to me that's amazing. It, it like seems that, so that, dated was, that was CGI. But then yeah. you get like the Mars landscapes and stuff, which are all miniature. And yeah, it's just it's gorgeous, and it's
1: composite where they're using like four or five miniature with like you know live action and and other things, and then they're just using like you know the old fashioned kind of optical printing effects, to, to lack of a better term. But it's just so, and it's um, it's the the plot of this movie just it it just goes, and it's really like. Uh, l- like in Indiana Jones or like one of those stories where it's like it's keeping the audience on its toes you're getting y- you're just like the character you don't know what's happening well you know it's what I mean? a lot you're, of it's funny,
0: funny enough you know we talked about um, in, the, in our last episode we talked about Color of Night <coughs> being our little
1: entree to the erotic <laughs>
0: to the erotic thriller
1: the auto erotic thrillers we
0: mentioned there were connections uh, quick seg- uh quick like aside is that the uh, andrew vajna yeah uh, produced that we mentioned and butcher his name in the last episode yeah he's also one of the producers of this movie yeah but also angel heart which got mentioned in the, last yeah. episode. Was, and, and the director of last week's movie
1: richard rush yeah he was attached to this movie for a minute and they were trying to get stuff done but since he'd only done maybe stuntman at the time yeah i don't know what this was that was because this is before, yeah. This yeah. Was before Color of Night. So that he was attached for a minute and he did a couple because this evidently went through like 40 different skips. Yeah. Total Recall went through 40 different script rewrites. 10 years of development. Yeah. Much like we
0: talked about when we did Batman.
1: Basically. Yeah. Where, uh, you know, David Cronenberg was attached, which we could talk about here. There was a lot, you know, they, they this was actually in pre production with Dino Laurentis's company with uh, Patrick Swayze casting the lead, in which I guess would have maybe been more like the. 2012 re-envisioning of this with yeah. Colin Farrell but then they had sets made but then since Dino De Laurentiis ran out of money they had to like tear the stuff so like there was
0: different incarnations of this movie but <clears throat> like color of night we talked about Bruce Willis's character being very much in the what we think of as the hitchcockian protagonist his
1: yeah his doctor's character in the being
0: movie. kind of a regular guy thrown into a uh, Events. Yeah, that's very much what's going on here too. Like, even though you know Arnold Schwarzenegger is bigger than life, uh, a, a bigger than life person and performer and actor and, and stuff, at the same time he's playing a regular guy that gets launched into like this
1: crazy yeah. <laughs> adventure plot line, and it just goes, and it's just it really takes you for that ride, and it's just like a, it's an action movie. I mean, there's parts of, <clears throat> I mean, I don't think there's a. It doesn't f- like slow down enough where you get bored, but no, it's you no. just it's just to catch your breath. And you then know, there's
0: one of the things that I, <clears> I noticed about it this time because uh, it's been so long, and since we've done movies like Star Wars on the show and Last Starfighter, this aspect of he has a line in this movie when he's talking to. Uh, Sharon Stone. This idea of who the fuck am I? <laughs> it was like I want to be. There's, there's more to. I want to be more than this.
1: Oh, at the beginning when he's like, yeah. talking about yeah. His
0: you know, this idea, you know, like, like, like Belle from Beauty and the Beast. And land, I want more than this provincial <laughs> life. It, it's a running theme for yeah. for Saturday Night Movie sleepovers in a way. Like Luke. In in Star Wars, looking at the horizon of the two two setting suns, there's more, he's meant for more than this. Uh, Lance Guest's character in Last Starfighter, in in a trailer park, he wants desperately to leave to go to, you know, even go away to school. He wants to leave. There's more to life than this. He doesn't want to be you know, confined, he's got dreams, wants to go off. Bell's that, reading her stories what, and reading yeah. the beast, yeah. Yeah, so like that's what's going on with, you know, Douglas Quaid in this movie, he says sort of like, there's more to this, <laughs> more <laughs> there's life. more to this. revenge life. I want to be more than this. Come like, on, oh, no, good day, how is your family? <laughs> how is your wife? Uh, so that was like something that kind of struck a chord with me, uh, in this viewing, because yeah. of having discussed this theme, and I think maybe as an adult, you know, uh, uh, no longer a teenager watching this movie in the, in the '90s, but now being an adult looking back on it, like I'm, sh- like I think we can, we can connect with that sentiment. Oh, very de- in yeah, a way very identif- that we couldn't have then. Yeah. you know, like we didn't realize like the power of Luke. Wanting to be part of the rebellion, as opposed to be, you know, we we couldn't connect with the the, I- the of idea of mundane life day more to than day. this. I'm yeah. yeah, meant for something special, yeah. um, which in a way uh, goes directly in a very different way, but also in a way is very much what the in some ways, what the original short story is about. This yeah. This, like, wanting to be special kind of aspect of it. And, and you know, we we probably won't get too much in, into the short story, but... uh well, it's a it, short story, it, but so it's sh- not a lot. But it's yeah. short, so, you know, we'll, we'll definitely talk about it, and, and it's worth checking out, especially if you're a fan of this movie. But that was, like, that was a, an initial thing that really struck a chord, this idea of he's doing all of this because he he wants his life to be more than what it is. Well, his his
1: mind has been fucked with. Yeah, so well, it, it, there's also like an inner that but he has can, it. Yeah, or, yeah. or, or <laughs> and that's when Rod Serling walks out and says submitted for your approval. A Douglas Quake. Construction worker or, or terraformer. Um he's about to enter into the Twilight. But
0: the zone. idea of like the special effects and stuff and I think Honestly, like I don't know what happened to him. We should make the documentary of like whatever happened to fucking Rob Bottin. Oh yeah, I know. Because he yeah. and there's like a Facebook group that's like dedicated yeah. to that. Like, I mean, he's still happened? alive. He's like he's, he's real alive, estate, but right? He's like doing we don't stopped. know what he's doing. I mean, here's well, a f-
1: Rob Bottin is the guy who did the, sp- the the he did the visual effect like the the he did the makeup effects for the movie, and then he did like the uh, visual effects talking about like miniature stuff and like you know the the. Landscapes, but he's a guy who did he did the RoboCop movie with Vera Hovind prior to this. Did he he did John Carpenter's The Thing? The thing, yeah. And was, then was he, he kind of dro-
0: he had done the Howling, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, he things, the, the things the things probably his John Carpenter's The Thing's probably like his swan song right? <laughs> you know, or not like like his his swan song, mag- but his opus. Yeah, like you know, because that movie is insane. But but he,
1: he drops off the map soon after this. But this, his work is so good that they give him an Oscar before. They don't even nominate him. Yeah, him for his, this movie, they're just like we're giving team. you. You're so th- fucking good. we're I'm giving not you sure the he Oscar.
0: did the miniatures. Uh, I think, but he did like the r- like the robot cab driver. You know the character stuff. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, so he did. But the, as a movie, they got an honor, like an honorary, won a special achievement Academy Award for visual effects. Like yeah. you said, it wasn't even like they were nominated in a category for this. They're like, you know what, this movie. We're just going to give you one. Yeah, exactly. That's (laughs) how good you are. You, I mean, like the stuff. And it was the last live-action movie to get such an award. Yeah, I mean, because know he did like like the Toy Story got it the next year or like the next time they gave it out.
1: Yeah, I mean, he did like the Johnny Cab stuff. He did like the uh, the three boobs, the three boobs. He did um, (laughs) the the makeup effects on the guys. Yeah,
0: all that stuff.
1: But also the CGI or the puppets of uh, all the. Schwarzenegger's going ah, blah, blah, blah. yeah yeah well I was you know? going to
0: say that's the real that's like this movie his effects shine in the like the outside the atmosphere you know eyes Oh, that yeah out. yeah you know like such a horrific way to go it, but it's yeah, so, so yeah uh, it's so it, terrifying but like gorgeous yeah in a, from an effect standpoint like stunning yeah how, St- like stunning how do we come at this
1: I don't know Neither do I I don't know how to go How do we even know How we jump into I this I think
0: we can assume That people have seen it
1: Can we Yes I think so Or to have people Who have, are younger Maybe only know The 2012 I don't version I think Because I haven't seen Full disclosure The 2012 version
0: I don't think we have A whole lot of Younger listeners <laughs> The heck you say. <laughs> I think the vast majority of our audience is around our age. Or ha- older. And we'll have seen this movie. Okay. Let's
1: h- well, so we're going on that assumption. If I, not- And
0: I will say that if you know the 2012 version- Did you see that? Yeah. Okay. But I haven't seen it since the movie theater. But to my recollection, it's pretty close. It's just that they're not on Mars. It's more and there to might the not short be, story. And so there might not be. I don't even say it's more towards the short story. It's just that we're not, I just don't think we're dealing with mutants. We're mostly dealing with like a dystopian oh, okay. earth as opposed to traveling to And Mars. you don't really get that, I don't think you get mutants in the short story per se either. I don't think so either. They say, you know, and this is all alleged. So they say, you know, it's tough to know of. Uh, what what's true or not on the internet but they say that like Quado and the mutant colony the mutant people of mars um was came out of cronenberg Cro- yeah, development Cronen- yeah. Of the movie. which he
1: doesn't get us he doesn't get a credit for and then he drops out i guess he's frustrated but he drops off to do the fly
0: well what happens is it's interesting because he's offered this and the fly David Cronenberg. David Cronenberg, yeah. one of my favorite filmmakers of all time. Yes, which little people d- don't know
1: that Blake's senior film, <laughs> uh, which he personally uh, handed a VHS copy <laughs> to David Cronenberg, was an homage to Cronenberg. That's
0: my love letter to
1: the film. Yeah, w- it Kronenberg. was a man uh, that becomes sexually obsessed with a surgical incision in his body. If I'm saying that
0: right. Yes, and there was a French movie that came out
1: after dun, 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 my dun, movie because yours is stated what 2000, 2001. Your movie. Yeah, but
0: I wrote it in. Ninety nine, two thousand, finished it in two thousand one, and then shortly after that, a French movie came out that See, had cop- two weeks ago we were saying <laughs> they're copying us. Look at that, <laughs> that has a similar plot line involving a woman. Okay, but um, uh,
1: David Cronenberg, David Cronenberg, directors.
0: He's offered The Fly and this, and he decides to do Total Recall, and he he turns down the fly to do total recall. Now apparently he works on it for like a year. Yeah. And writes like 12 different scripts of it. And ultimately uh uh one of the writers, one of the people that bought the in a nutshell Rob, uh, Ronald Shusette and Dan O'Bannon, who we or Bannon. We know him from who they are the writer. Both of them are the people that wrote brought us Alien. Alien 79's Alien. 1979. And Dan
1: O'Ban- O'Bannon uh, goes on to do like ro- what? RoboCop and maybe
0: Is he have any to do Terminator? I don't th- I don't know. I mean, I know like he and Carpenter went to college together and and uh Dan O'Bannon is in Dark Star mm-hmm. and uh some would argue gets the shaft from Carpenter. You know, that, Dan, that O'Bannon was a, a very big uh creative force on Dark Star and Carpenter took the credit. Um, I feel like early but he on. They also in, did. They did a movie called. Oh, dead. There's some, there's like a.
1: But I feel like earlier on in the in our podcast, we've probably we've talked ca- we him. talked about him in an episode, maybe like The Punisher, or he or Rob- he did something that his name is attached, to and we went in a little bit about, about it. But prior to even doing Alien in '79, they option, which which where you're going is yeah. they option this Philip K. Dick story. And it's sad with Philip K. Dick. I don't know if people realize is that he doesn't really get the proper notoriety until Blade Runner comes out, but he dies before Blade
0: Runner is even
1: released. Yeah, he sees some conceptual work. He doesn't see the whole finished movie. I think he sees the special effects.
0: Uh, Yeah, I think they they put together like a 20-minute
1: uh, my, yeah highlight uh, of what, it, what they've done so far and he's like this is great but then sadly he doesn't get the it's like an artist a painter he doesn't get the recognition until he passes away so he did this short story and they had optioned the stor- short story and it's been kicking around since what that's 74 they
0: optioned it or something, something. sometime in the 70s because it's
1: before yeah. Alien yeah it's that 79 and this is this is probably there's a book called The Greatest Sci-Fi Movies That Are Never Made but there is probably a great book premise here of People who work on stuff like that don't. It's common in Hollywood yeah. to have people come on, get a full freaking salary, and oh then yeah. they, then then they leave or go do something s- else. There
0: are screenwriters that make. A very comfortable living in Hollywood and have never written a movie that's gotten made. They
1: have movies that have been bought and optioned and sit on a yeah, shelf or and they've, they've got Or they work paid. on it, and
0: but the movie never comes to fruition. Yeah,
1: and that's, you know, and then there's tons of people, Kevin Smith, getting a paycheck for either what, Spider-Man or Superman or Nicolas Cage, same thing, or yeah. Tim Burton. Well, they wrote a
0: draft of yeah. it, yeah. and because of unions or whatever they're attached to it yeah. in some way, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, so, that, that kicks around, uh, you know, Dino De Laurentiis, yada, 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 we kind of got into that a little bit, but uh, the problem with what Cronenberg is doing, not the problem, but what happens with Cronenberg is uh, a supposedly uh, Ronald Chuset, Shus- who was one of the guys that optioned the, sh- the, the David st- Suchet <laughs> David Chuset, uh options the, the the story, also writes early drafts of the script. He says to uh, Cronenberg, oh, he's like, you know what the problem is? What you've done is you've done, you know, you've written, you've changed this into a, like an accurate representation of Philip K. Dick's. This is Philip K. Dick's total recall. And is that like what we're trying to do here? And he's like, no, no, no. We're trying to do Raiders of the lost Ark. Go to Mars.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> he know? goes, huh? Huh?
0: Well, maybe this isn't the right project for me then. Yeah. So he starts to back out of it. At the same time, the person who is, um, attached to direct the fly, Robert Bierman, suffers a horrible family tragedy and i can't find uh any explanation as to what it is but i feel like i knew from previous re- you know being a cronenberg F- fan that like it was like his kids got killed in a car accident something to that effect wow yeah something that was like it was so devastating that he couldn't he's like i'm out. he couldn't yeah, work yeah, anymore on it uh, he had to back out, and so the timing was such that serendipitous for him to that when Cronenberg backed out of Total Recall, the directing slot became open and, again for The Fly. And think
1: about that—that's what eighty-six or eighty-five. This is happening because yeah.
0: cause what
1: is it eighty-six or eighty-seven is when The Fly gets released. The Something remake. like that, yeah. So Dino De Laurentiis, I think I don't know if it's prior to that or after that, he grabs it and source. Well, I think and
0: he was, he was, he he had it when Cronenberg was going to do it, I think. Okay, so... Because I th- feel like Dino De Laurentiis might have produced Dead Zone.
1: Oh, okay. The e know, Stephen f- King. So
0: I think they had worked together yeah. already. I could be wrong, but that's Dino my recollection of it.
1: Dino De Laurentiis worked with uh, Schwarzenegger in the Conans, and then Schwarzenegger evidently had seen this script years before, or the idea, had been interested in it for years, and at some point didn't think he was big enough to be able to get it done on his own and then when he got big enough to do it on his own he approached Dilo De Laurentis, but they wanted to cast the movie more like the original short stories where it's just a regular guy yeah, they were looking at like
0: Richard Dreyfuss yeah
1: or like Patrick Swayze where it's just a normal looking person I mean Patrick Swayze is just you know, fit yeah. But I meant like in the short story, the guy's just like a, a clerk, like a desk, like an office person. Yeah. And they thought Schwarzenegger would not at all be for the role. But then they go into pre-production, like we said, they go down to Australia, but then De-, De Laurentiis' company bankrupts. And that's the place that in the he had the studio in Atlanta that goes bankrupt. And I think Cameron grabs to be able to do uh, The Abyss. Mm-hmm. You know, they have like an old nuclear... Yeah, basically, thingy. like, properties have to be sold off. Yeah, so in during the bankruptcy, Schwarzenegger swoops in because he has the clout now because he's getting off of either Raw Deal, maybe, I don't know, I guess Predator Red, on the Red time. Red Heat. Red <laughs> Heat, yeah, Commando. He's big. Terminator's a huge hit. He grabs, he calls up
0: Mario... Uh, Cantone. It, no, not <laughs> Mario Cantone. <laughs> Hi! Uh, Kas- Ma- Kas- Kas- Kasar Kas- and Andrew Va- yeah. Vajna. And he says... Who, th- who own a company called... Uh, Carlico Pictures. Yeah,
1: and he says to them, "Buy Come this, on, Mario." Yeah, I uh, need you to
0: buy this for now. Me now. And
1: you know, it's one of these things where I kind of uh, look at Schwarzenegger akin to in a way of Eastwood, where you, you know there's a public persona of them, but then when you watch them in interviews and stuff, you can see there's a lot more behind. Yeah. The person, and when you watch Schwarzenegger, he's very intelligent and he knows. Well,
0: yeah, I mean we've, we've, talked, we've talked him we've up, talked yeah, about the genius how, of Schwarzenegger. Like, he was basically a millionaire before he even started being in movies. Yeah, because he like re- knew you know, real like, estate and stuff <laughs> <through> like real <laughs> I, <estate. laughs> I mean, he was a shrewd businessman. Yeah, not
1: to even rehash his career, but from going to be just you know in Austria, living as going into like you know the army and you know, and then realizing what he wanted and becoming a bodybuilder, moving to England to Leeds to become the biggest bodybuilder in the world, and then and then the next step is I want to go to America uh it's it's such an inspiring story for anybody just to think of the adversity he fit, and he f- succeeded so he's here and he gets this picture and his idea which i guess is a good idea he goes i want to change it so to fit my body type it's a person his idea behind it is let's turn the clerk into a construction worker or someone who's a manual labor yeah. and then the idea is even somebody who's that strong physically uh, th- he is taken aback because his mind, it's almost, he loses the, his mind gets, you know, in the in the process of the story, his mind is erased or he doesn't, and it's the idea, if, no matter how powerful you are physically as a person, you still can have the vulnerability of not knowing what's happening, who yeah, you are, yeah. what's ha- and that's his angle. So he gets it, they buy it, he options it, Cronenberg, I guess, is not attached. Yeah, by
0: that point, Cronenberg is out. You um, know, like I said, uh, Richard Rush, who... Was at at one point color of night to guy to from two Colin, weeks ago? Uh, Bruce Beresford, yep, he was another director attached to it at some point. So it went through a lot of incarnations before. Uh, Arge- uh, uh, Arnold Arnold gets it because
1: even in the original, w- the, a lot of the drafts of the script, when they describe the character, he's described as uh, quote dogwood bumstead, which is just he's a no he's a nobody. He doesn't look like Schwarzenegger, but at the time. Schwarzenegger is see uh, sees Verhoeven with RoboCop. I think has an interest in RoboCop, but then what the problem is, which we talk about in the RoboCop post, is they mm-hmm. wanted to maybe cast RoboCop as uh, Murphy, but his just
0: his size. You needed someone lean. Yeah, because when to you be w- able to fit into the costume, which was going to build on the person's actual stature, so they needed somebody really lean, or else. Would Robocop. look insane. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, I, it would be
1: cool to see what he had, what he would look like. <laughs> He'd look like freaking He Man, literally. So, for whatever reason, you know, Schwarzenegger can't do RoboCop. But then, when he sees RoboCop, he loves he loves the movie. He loves what Verhoeven was doing. So when. Schwarzenegger acquires his property his first instinct is hey I wanted to work with Verhoeven calls Verhoeven up and says didn't I remember what I said to you <laughs> we're going to work together you know and, and yeah, then he gets yeah. him and so
0: it's it's again and it, apparently in 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 having uh Carlico Pictures purchase the property to do the movie with him he apparently was somehow finagled like you're saying this idea of like he's a very savvy business guy Ended up having like a lot of say in everything, like contractually was he was like able smart to pick, he was able to pick Verhoeven, yeah, you know, and, and well, you know, I mean, it's and like I said,
1: it's like Eastwood. He did that with Dirty Harry. When you get big enough, you get the property. You can kind of have say of who who you want on the thing, and and it's worked for SourceNakers' benefit. So he takes this story. uh You can remember it for you wholesale, which is basically. Uh it's a very it's only like 15 pages or 20 pages and yeah. it's it's very much like the beginning and of the, the movie. The setup is is
0: is very much identical sim- similar. Yeah, where he, yeah. where the
1: guy he's in a world he's in a he's in a uh, life he's unhappy about he wants to travel maybe he go to the, Mars.
0: Kind of this ambition, this daydream.
1: He goes to recall, recall with a K. uh, Gets there and they say we can give you a uh, memory of it all. Remember (laughs) your wholesale if you want. (laughs) Uh, He gets under the night, or they start to do it. He wakes up. He's like, "You blew my cover!" And then uh, he gets out, runs away. They, they, they very much like this movie. They dump him in a cab, and then. The difference with 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 the store story is he has an implant in his head, which is actually kind of terrifying. They call it like a. For me, I thought it was more of a uh, actual like almost like a GI Joe the movie, the psychic motivator, or like in uh, the Khan, that thing that goes in your ear yeah, yeah. because it's they because in the they can read your thoughts.
0: Yeah, and, and communicate with you through your thoughts. Yeah, the thing is the called
1: thing. a telepathic transmitter, and it lives inside of him in his brain, feeding, listening, and. It's telegraphing or telling his thoughts to the, the agency. And then he starts talking to them, and they answer back. So then he starts having this conversation where they want to kill him because yeah. he's on the run,
0: because he, he's a Well, part spy. of it is he's having the recall. Yeah. So now that they know what he's thinking, they realize he remember, he's remembering shit he shouldn't be. Yeah, he
1: was an him. assassin that went to Mars, killed a delicate, and, they, they, and he, he, was, he also basically was, what, what's his face, from Taken or, he, or, or John Wick where he's that good he kills all the bodyguards kills the guy and then they put him as a they give him a cover witness protection they brainwash him and now the agency wants to kill him and he's like listen you know uh i don't want to run for you the rest of my life but i don't want this either can we make a deal and he says can you just give me another you yeah, know like
0: wipe my memory give me another life and they
1: say okay
0: if you if yeah, you give okay. yourself
1: in we owe it to you so that he gives himself up they they say and then his idea in the short story is listen uh, they're like, well, you're going to think of this again. This will yeah, yeah. happen. And he's like, well. Because he's
0: remembered it. So they're like, this is
1: just going to continue happening. Yeah, it's going to be the same. It's, it's, you know, so he says, why don't you just do some research, find out my most basic subconscious fantasy, give me that, and maybe everything will be like,
0: answered. I'll be content. Yeah. With that, something that's so much better Better than this, than like this what i Exciting always... than the, than this life as a yeah. secret agent. That I won't be searching for that, and
1: it's I'll be content with what you've given. me. It's very funny. They say uh, we want you to gi- in the story. They say to, to give himself up. It takes place in Chicago. They want him to fly to New York and walk into five eighty Fifth Avenue. And me as a person, I'm like I know that address. And every day when I'm walking to my day job, I have to pass five because that's on the corner of Forty Seventh and Fifth, and that's the building. So I'm like, oh, he's giving himself up, <laughs> which is now a Sephora there, but it's a diamond industry. Yeah. So he. He, he gives himself up, and um, what they do is they, they look in his mind, and, they, they, and his whole thing was that it was that he, his subconscious memory that he's not thinking of, but he's always had this dream that as a child. It's like fantasy that he was so important. Because he stopped there was this he's when he was in this rural growing up and maybe on a farm, there was an invasion of these like mouse like creatures that were going to be the aliens and they were going to decimate the earth, but they ran into his character his name is quail and a Douglas quail, and then they they're so taken by his kindness and goodness that they say to him, you know uh, we're not going to invade or take over the earth until you die as long as you're alive so they take that and they say, "Okay, we're going to base that as your dream," and they start to implant it. And then the same thing happens. He wakes yeah. up and during the implanting, and they realize it wasn't a dream. Well, that actually happened. That and it was, and
0: the aliens had suppressed that memory. Yeah, <laughs> and they
1: give them, and then they, 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 they and then that's So that's the ending of the thing. Is that like we gotta, we gotta keep him alive because that's actually gonna, you know. Like the, once
0: he's dead, they're going to invade.
1: Yeah, it's the it's a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, yeah. It's like, there you go. And it's like, so it's like, you know, it's, so that's how the story ends. It's only like 12 pages. Really and cool. we just
0: wrote it for you. But we, yeah.
1: <laughs> so uh, when, when we get into, flash forward to here, we just get uh, the, the Bush senior administration comes in and his vi- vice president is Dan Quayle, Q-U-A-Y-L-E. So immediately they're like, why don't we change Douglas Quayle to Quaid? Yeah. And we get Schwarzenegger's name, and they start tinkering with this, and they add the whole aspect of Mars in this because, which is what you said, Cronenberg brought in was that well the mutants of Mars. Yeah, I mean, he yeah.
0: wants to go to Mars. Yeah, in, yeah. The,
1: in the short story, but they they elaborate on it where they he well the he problem is in, he brings in the art he brings in the visionary of like the the um,
0: <sighs> Quado uh, oh.
1: no, but the um, the artifacts he brings in the whole yeah. ancient civilization.
0: Well, you know that they say that when. Uh, Arnold came aboard and that they were going to make it that everybody liked the script but the problem was the script had like no real third act no real strong third act yeah there was through the 40 acts the first and second are great but then they're like
1: we don't know how to wrap this up and have it be interesting enough when we get to so they bring
0: in uh, Gary Goldman who has been on our sh- has been featured on our show for? A he little slept movie. over <laughs> <laughs> for a little movie called Big Trouble in Little China. A little movie called Big Trouble. In and China. Uh, apparently, then he and Ronald Chusset, David Juset, <laughs> Uh they come up with this idea of air, brilliant, being terraforming, being a like con- a, a like a, a commodity, a commodity. And being something that is being sold to the people that live there so, so they can be exploited. What
1: happens is in the, in the land of tomorrow, this, they never say when this movie takes place, but if you look at the VHS box cover, it says the year is 2084. And the reason why that's done is because Verhoeven always thought when you like it something like Blade Runner, also Philip K. Dick's copy, that supposedly only takes place in 2019. But in 82, there's so much for technology that he thought that wouldn't be plausible in Verhoeven's mind, that we advanced so yeah. much. So he sets the date way to 2084 that maybe some of this, by this time, is plausible. i
0: always respected, like, Mad Max, the first Mad Max, which I love. To my recollection, that's like sometime in the near future. Yeah, it's so <laughs> you need. Very <laughs> ambiguous. It's not like Escape from New York was like, 1990. Four, yeah, 1989
1: what I or whatever, you know. But, it, but so in the fu- in the future of 2084 in this is that we've moved to Mars. We've found some sort of ore or metal that we're mining there. There's a Ronnie Cox character, uh, Quato, because his name is – it sounds very much oh, to Cohagan. me. Cohagen. Cohagen. I always get that mixed up with uh Quato he is this big conglomerate like an oil baron so to speak he has gotten everybody on there to start mining and that's where you have these colonies but then very soon uh, he has control over these colonies because it's almost like sorcerer where once you get there i feel like you can't really leave because you get so you're suppressed by like wages yeah, and, and then, also yeah i mean you know, it's like
0: you, you can not it's too expensive to leave yeah. i mean the reason why arnold's going to go with a with a recall it's because he can't afford to get to, get to actually go to Mars. Yeah, and then you could be
1: really rich to get up there, and then the people who are up there, they can't leave, and then what happened was the first generation or two of people who got up there, the... Uh, the, the, the apparatuses they made for these people to live, the domes that had artificial air were done shoddy, so there was leakage, or there wasn't proper sun cover from uh, the yeah. sun, solar winds, whatever. Blah blah blah. and it, yeah. Gave, yeah. it gave a generation of these mutants, quote-unquote, yeah. that are developing all these different side effects visually, like, they look messed up, but then they're also developing, some like, of, psychics. Some of
0: them are, you know, like, psychics. Psychic and and kinesis. Clairvoyance and stuff, yeah. so...
1: So they have all that going on up in Mars, and you—it's ha- very much like the you know the underclass privilege versus the rich.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're definitely getting—you uh, know—some of the themes are definitely like this. Like, you know, you can look at the Cohagan characters being like really a bit of a dictator. That's uh, part of corporate greed. Yeah, you know, he's he's exploiting like the people, not just like his company or whatever, but like the people of Mars. Yeah,
1: uh, and then we learn, I guess. We're going to jump all around. So, spoiler alert for people who haven't seen this movie. But since we're just jumping all over the place, the end game of this is that we find out that there have been Martians or aliens, you know, eons ago had set up Mars in a sense that, in uh, underneath, it's a huge glacier. Yeah. And once you they find these artifacts uh, while they're mining, the Ronnie Cox's company finds they stumble upon this uh, tomb of these artifacts. And they realize it's a gigantic machine, and what we th- learn that Ronnie Cox knows the entire time is that if well, you,
0: uh, that's interesting because I mean, what you're about to say is that like he knows. I think he realizes quickly what it does,
1: and that's the reason why he doesn't want anyone to fuck with it because then he lo- that's you know that's but, his,
0: but at the same, that's what that's what I would assume too, and that's what I thought was going on. But when Arnold's about to turn it on, don't do it. Yeah, like he. He's still frightened He of seems genuinely... He seems to genuinely think it's going to, like, destroy Mars. Yeah. Not... Give it air. Not take away his biggest source of income. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he's, he's genuinely frightened for his life
1: in that scene. Well, he could also just be sh- uh, believe in the shit he's been shoveling for how many years? Yeah. Like so, 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 like, I know. thought that was interesting yeah.
0: because, like, the idea is that, like, he sells air. To people yeah. he sells something that they need to survive the people so, who like, are
1: working there who are mining the as, colonies
0: so there's always like supply and demand like yeah there's <laughs> there's a need for it so he can charge them anything he can withhold it from yeah. them he can rule them through it's, life like it's like water you know through yeah. life and you it, know and it, so the idea of that like if he really knew that this was going to create an atmosphere like you're saying terraform mars and make it uh, habitable inhabitable for people without him having to supply them with the very necessity of life that that would be his motivation but in the and the end at the end of the day he seems to be genuinely afraid that it's not going it's going to destroy that it's the planet destroy that and it's I, some kind of self destructive
1: <laughs> I, I think he also there's a there's a two-pronged effect there too where he not only does he think or he doesn't think that it's going to Terraform the planet into something breathable, but, but in the process of melting that ice glacier underneath, it's going to then use all the ore that they're mining, right? It's going to burn through it quickly because that's the fuel that turns the things, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: The and idea then, is that, like, I, I, it'll probably, be useless. I probably interrupted DM before he got to it. There's this giant glacier within, like, the core of Mars. Yeah. And what the machine's going to do is, like, heat up these things. Rods. These like it's giant like, rods. Like a nuclear, you know, fuel rods. And yeah. it's going to then melt the glacier. So quickly. Cr- creating that water and release the pour, oxygen. Yeah. Release the oxygen and create an atmosphere on Mars. But
1: nobody knows this because uh, it's only rumor because w- supposedly while they were mining, they disc- they stumbled upon this and then very quickly it was silenced they and they b- shut it down. Yeah, yeah, so then the rumor is, you know, is it that because they found alien? You know, it's like almost National Enquirer stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that's our backstory. We cut to the first day we have Schwarzenegger He's sitting at home. He's having this dream of, which is getting to our special effects. He's walking around the, 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 the mountains of Mars with this unknown woman. And then very scary. There's a scene where he, he but falls. known to
0: us as, as uh, being from the apparently very controversial episode of falling down. <laughs> yes. Which, what year is that? That's two years later, though. Oh yeah maybe
1: cuz it's like 92 or 93 yeah,
0: but she's been
1: she, yeah, featured on the show she's before. already slept over before so, and he's having this dream of this brute she's a brunette in it or she looks darker to me like a black haired uh, woman and then there then he he falls and uh, he whacks his head and you're like oh and then it's it's a very scary thing is and then he you know once you you break your your yeah. your uh, uh helmet there's no air on Mars you start to develop you know you, you you explode he wakes up and he's like next to his wife Sharon Stone who at the time wasn't really huge yet she'd been uh the deadly blessings uh, the deadly <laughs> b- the quarter the second quarter main movie she's Steven Seagal's wife and um above the law and I remember I knew who she was, but she hadn't... I, I don't feel like she really met, made her mark until no, Basic, Basic Instinct. instinct. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, another, <laughs> another tie back. To last week. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> she, he wakes up next to her, and she's like, what's wrong? And it's very much, you know, she's like, you dreaming again about that? And then you could tell it's, you know, he's like, you dreaming that woman too? And he's like, you know, come on, baby. What do you mean? And it's so weird because there's a shot where he grabs her and puts her on top of her, and then his arm is in the foreground, and it looks like they fucking... CGI, it's an animatronic arm because Arnold is so big. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's... You you, you get into a place here, acting-wise, where Arnold... I think Arnold's a good actor. And I think for what he does in Terminator, you can give him a lot of shit for, like, Commando and some of the, the movies he's been in, but, like, Predator, like, he's a pretty decent actor. But there's a movie here where you can either take it like he's doing a really good job with like you know I'm lost I don't know who it is but then with some of the line delivery because of his accent yeah you know it, it does come across like he may laugh at it or, <laughs> or it's always like you know and this is a movie where it's like there's so many quotable lines there's so many Schwarzenegger crazy expressions to the point where they almost they make it they make models of his crazy <laughs> expressions you know, to, to emphasize like the scenes where she starts kicking him in the balls later yeah, on yeah. to me it doesn't look like it's it's him making the face it looks like they made a like puppet ra-
0: like <laughs> yeah made a ah, so I couldn't be here this day yeah, so we're, so we're gonna, gonna make, make a, a puppet,
1: puppet. <laughs> so that you, you set up the day-to-day where he wakes up with her and he's like you know I'm gonna go to work and he's like you know can we go on a trip can we go to Mars and she's like no and you get a lot of the backstory, yeah. right? and I know we don't want to read that aspect. Though. Yeah, that's that's basically the scene that I brought up earlier, which
0: he's like, there's more more alive than this. I want to be more than yeah. this.
1: I want to be more." And then he turns on the TV. We get that Verhoeven theme of uh, news, and it's very, vi- it's very much like today. You watch the news, and it's like you know, you see people getting killed. It's it's yeah. you know, there's swearing, and it's and it's very oh, well, stuff's going on on Mars. Those terrorists again are <laughs> doing <laughs> yeah, shit again. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Olympics is have, being held in Tokyo. So it's and then he's like, you know. And you get to see some future stuff, and she's like, "No, let's go to Saturn. Let's take a endless cruise, and yeah, let's like, you if know, i are gonna
0: do it. Let's go someplace nice." Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> go to fucking
1: Mar- <laughs> mind you That's like that's the same. Like, let's go to like to I don't know, you know, down in South America to one of those towns. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, "Yeah, I want to go enjoy myself," but he's like, "No." So he's like, "Okay, I'll forget about it." And he goes to work, and he's a construction worker, and he's
0: he's like, "Yo, Jimmy, <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, I, I want to go to Mars to recall." And then he sees the commercial on the subways, a recall. And it's such a great, I mean, t- the idea in this movie, there's this theme of, and this is all Philip K. Dick, yeah. where it's like, you know, in the future, will this be possible to be able to actually, it's a great idea to think about,
0: Well, it's you little, don't have
1: the money to go someplace, Yeah. but you can go to a place that is- remember gonna, that you've been there. Yeah. And, and then if it's going to be, and they say, that, you know, it's guaranteed you can't tell the difference of your money yeah. back.
0: Well, so, you know, it's what, you know, the, you know, the idea of like the Matrix- which Later is a precursor, on. which is, this is a precursor to, Or, yeah. for instance, a little movie that we covered early on, Brain... Brain, uh, Mind Warp. Mind Warp with Bruce, Bruce Campbell. Campbell. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> which is, what, what year is that, 1980-something? 1990, 1989? Question. But, yeah, it's this idea of you're living the day-to-day, like Blake said, you're, you feel like you're destined more than the, the mundane, but then there's this other idea of... So then then very quickly he realizes when he goes to this trip he goes to recall without his wife knowing he's going to pay the money and then Sourcemaker says in the in, in the script the favorite scene in the movie for him is the scene when he's at recall and he's talking to the guy and then yeah. they're realizing the possibilities that you can do whatever you want, and you know, and it's very much like a pitch. He's like, I just want to go to Mars. I want to have something fun. And then the guy said, "Let me, you want to have some add-ons." And Sorsniger's like a car salesman. He's like, I don't care about. it He's yeah. like, Well, how about being a playboy? How about being a millionaire? He's like, Oh, secret agent.
0: <laughs> what is that? Come on, tell yeah. me. tell, tell them me them all. about all
1: that. <laughs> and then the guy starts telling him about you know being a secret agent. I apologize. I know we're doing such horrible <laughs> source. Our It's just so much fun. To we do.
0: get complaints about some of our accents tonight.
1: Yeah, and uh, we're certainly not doing us any and good. We're certainly just, not going to stop so. yeah, do, <laughs> doing uh, the, uh, the the source because it's just so uh, it's so fun, so there. But he gets to you know, so he ends up spending splurging and getting this. Uh, it's a great. Vacation. C- it is yeah. a great
0: scene because it's and
1: it's so forward for
0: 1990. It's setting you up. Know. It sets up the world. And like the possibility,
1: yeah. In a, v-
0: it, it. I mean, in a sense, it's all exposition, yeah. But this, uh, but it's set up in a way that's
1: like the salesman on the. That's on the, interesting, you know, but
0: there's a reason for it. Yeah, you, you don't know have the money. A, well, then you can come here. You ever it's dreamed a, of? It's a, it's a nice device, you know, and it makes exposition. Not stick out as exposition. Yeah, you know, it's part of the story,
1: and it's a it's such a unique idea for the time. You know, you haven't really seen yeah. s- See, stuff yeah, quite you know, like it's it. It's funny
0: because now we did bl- we did Blade Runner, and we did we did this, and I've read a few of uh, Philip K. Dick's other short stories, and I have to say, like, uh, I don't love his writing, mm. but he's got. He he's his ideas are perfect for for a movie. You yeah. know, Like, they're not perfect for like a direct adaptation, but <clears throat> some of, like the seeds that yeah. he plants and those ideas are so like beautifully cinematic and imaginative that they are great to then expand on. You know, take yeah. take the nugget and do of something. Trying kind to of brilliance of, of his imagination. And then and create, it and for then the create medium. like a different story that's more cinematic and and, and maybe a little more adventurous yeah. stuff like that. And and I think this is the case. You know, I find his, I find like the short story interesting, and and you can certainly analyze like the implications of, uh, you know, wanting to be. Special, and then realizing that you are special, uh, which is like I think what's going on in the short story a bit, and the idea—it's also you know that was written in you know in the in the throes of of Vietnam, so the idea of like, you know, he's a violent person, but yet like all like the bad shit he did, all the violence he ensued, is turned off. Is not important in what's really important is that one moment of uh empathy with aliens you know like all that other shit that he did ultimately what what actually saves the world is as a child the innocence of a child finding (laughs) those alien mice those aliens Find, seeing something in him worth saving yeah, and was really what was important. Yeah. Not everything else that he did, the violence that ensued. I could see that very much being uh, an important thought of like Vietnam, all this violence that's happening during war at that time being Vietnam. But what was really important, what actually was important, the actual thing that saved humanity was sympathy, empathy, you know, generosity, the good things of of humanity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you can look into all that stuff. Even I, the
1: power I, of these little Martians being mice, and they're going to have the power to destroy the freaking world. You know, yeah. so size doesn't matter, so to speak. It's so, like you know. So I
0: love what I love the things that he's saying. Yeah, or the worlds I, he creates. Yeah, and like and the and his imagination. I I don't love so far the language he uses to tell (laughs) those stories like as a writer as an actual writer and being someone myself being someone that doesn't read a lot of fiction uh anymore when i read the fiction for this show i find it interesting to see like the voices of these of writers and his voice in a technical sense is not one that i love but it's hard to deny like the brilliance of his mind (laughs) yeah as a storyteller and then having him be, like I said, having his imagination being so perfect in so many ways to then have such great movies be told off that one little seed, that germ of, of, of imagination that he puts into his writing. Uh, you know, so, you know, this in, in so many ways, this the, you know, the first act of Total Recall Is almost identical is a very accurate representation of what's going on in the short story but then when they veer off it becomes an Arnold Schwarzenegger action (laughs) which is not a bad thing (laughs) no not a bad thing at all but then it's it's then
1: there's very there's some speculation since we're lumping everything together that once he agrees to the to the this is this is all true or reality yeah of bullshit reality. Rally bullshit. This this is reality. Reality. Um, this not, is not reality. Is. This is not reality. <laughs> this is not reality. This is not reality. This is reality. Um, uh, everything is reality up until he goes to recall. Once he gets into the chair and recall, true to being a Rod Serling, Twilight Zone episode, a One Step Beyond episode, that
0: afterward, they're all very- could-, could, could or could not be. A dream. It could be- the recall uh, program implemented
1: yeah. into As his brain. As he paid
0: for? The, the, it could be what he paid for or it could
1: be reality. Now, Or it could be a third option, which, is, which they present to him, which I think is such a great twist, that uh, something went wrong while implementing it and his mind is going on his own yeah. and they're trying to get him out because the only option if he, they, he doesn't listen to them is death through lobotomization. Yeah. That's even a word. He's going to fry himself. So that's the third option.
0: Now, on upon Whew. this, on upon this viewing,
1: on upon this viewing, <laughs> <laughs> I just flashed
0: over the screen. Uh, one could argue, not us, but one. <laughs> one could argue. I don't want to l- ruin the illusion for anybody, uh, but one could say there is so much of the movie that's not from his perspective that it has to be reality. See that's that's tough
1: when you're right because you have to figure out who's telling the story and how you do it. So, yeah, but you know what? Too, uh, I've certainly dreamt where my point of view has changed in my dream, where suddenly it's me, and then the next minute I know I'm watching myself. Yeah, you know, as the what is that? Third person, first person's me, third person's God. I'm then I'm watching myself do things, or you know, so I
0: guess. You know, because there's so much we're seeing so much of what's going on with like Michael Ironside's yeah, character he, yeah, where he's not there he's, so he wouldn't know that info. That one could argue infer that, that this has to be reality because yeah. In, I mean I guess what you're saying is it could be that third option of that like the shit went wrong
1: and it's in the dream and, and then he's just seeing like, it you all as we
0: are if they implanted this storyline into his head like he wouldn't have memories of things that he didn't experience no. So it can't be for sake of argument option number 1, which is that he's just living out the vacation that he paid for. Can't be that. We can we can eliminate that and if we're going with let's traditional also, narrative storytelling. Let's also
1: not forget uh if you watch this a couple times since we know that it's reality up until he gets to recall when he sits into the chair, they show him a picture of the girl he's dreaming of. Yeah. And also they show him when they're flashing stuff up on the screen, some of the pictures of what the sketches of the terraforming alien machine is on Mars. Uh-huh. So that would lead you to believe that it is then going to be a dream because he's, you know, he's dreaming of the girl. That he's, it could be, yeah. Yeah, that, that then how would they know what she looks like unless
0: Now, in the novelization... Yes, which we, we, which, which we love talking about. Now, apparently in the novelization, one that I, I don't think I own, but apparently in the novelization, it's explained in like a line of dialogue that the girl who, what's her name in the movie? The girl, Melina? Melina? Yeah. That she used to be a model. Oh, uh, and she. So that he could have seen her before. Ah, that
1: explains the way my th- that they they should. But that's
0: not, that's not in the film. No, it's in so the novelization. You really
1: have to go with yeah by uh, what we're given. <laughs> the, written by uh, Piers Anthony. But but that's interesting too. That his his because he dreams of her. His, his novel, you are saying yes. His novelization is based off an earlier script, so it's not you know, and his and his. Hi, the author who did the novelization, Anthony, was criticized for the ending because he removes the ambu- ambiguity yeah. of it. He he actually, you know, says that you know uh, that it, it's it is not a dream. It is not a dream. It is not a dream. Yeah. He yeah. Uh, b- 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 quote. In addition to the novel, it had a subplot where the aliens planted a failsafe with the Mars technology so they could mysteries destroyed. The local star would go nova and therefore the species would enter the. Also, oh, there's a subplot that. They've also put a failsafe in in yeah, the novelization, yeah. but
0: some star, stars is going to
1: go. Yeah, but he's well, criticized. But... I don't know why people criticize the novelization. Like, what
0: <laughs> critics? <laughs> you asshole! Yeah, like,
1: how you're changing? But he's based. But his because he took away the ambigu- ambiguity of it but being in a really the real version.
0: He was working from the version of the script he was working from. That ambiguity might have not been there.
1: Yeah, so we'll never know. Well, yes, we'll never know. So when Schwarzenegger w- wakes up, then then this is the first great twist in the movie for an action movie. He's going crazy, and it's, like, very much, against so ah, you know, and he's, like, and it's... And it's <laughs> you ringing. blew my cover! Yeah, you don't know what's going on, and then, and then I, I, very much, like, in the Verhoeven style, you have the guy, like, listen, you bitch! <laughs> <laughs> and then he says it again, you dumb bitch! And then she says to him, no, it, it's not the implant or the storyline taking How do you know that? And he, she's, like, because we didn't implant it in yet, and he's, we like, didn't? oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so he's, like, just dump him, whatever, he wakes up, he's in the Johnny Cab, and he gets home, and then... How already, when he gets off the cab, does the what's his face, his friend, his friend from the construction yeah. site know that he went to recall? Again, we have, um, uh, b- b- he b- b- is an agent. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's working for, for the other thingies. There's an actor for OCP in, in that scene. <laughs> yeah, he's, wor- yeah, he's working for, uh, the, the cybernine. Uh, cyber uh, that's, that's different. We all the other, I'm, I'm talking. There's a, uh, actor in that scene, a stuntman named Alan Graff, G-R-A-F. And he's the dude that with the mustache that we see all the time. Yeah. And he's the guy with the AK-47 and Robocop and I'm the gonna drug s- factor.
0: I'm going to say- You know that guy? Yeah. Because we bring him up when we did Robocop. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say that that guy should be we, we should be entered into the Sleepover Movie Hall of Fame.
1: Sure. There's tons <laughs> of stuntmen <laughs> that should be entered. Is he going to be the first Al stuntman? Al Young. Al Young, yeah. Al
0: y- Leong. Yep. Yeah because of uh, Big Trouble in old China and the Lethal Weapon and Die Hard and that guy. Yep. Those are the first two stuntmen entered into the Sleepover Movie Hall of Fame. So
1: it shall be written, so it shall be done. So uh, then, the, then he swears doesn't know what's going on. They kidnap him, bring him in the back. They're about to shoot him and kill him. And then he takes him out like Jason Bourne. Yeah, and then he's almost terrified of what he did. He runs home, and then he his wife's like, "What happened?" You know, he's like, "This shit's crazy." Yeah, and then it's very much, and then everything starts for him and for the audience. Everything starts getting crazy. She starts fucking trying to kill him. You know, there's a big action sequence. Uh, you know, I just
0: have to say, and you know, I apologize to a certain uh, aspect of the audience, but she's. Sharon Stone's a very attractive woman in this movie. Yeah,
1: she's <laughs> she's hot as balls. She's very good looking in this movie. Yeah. You know? God bless her.
0: Yeah. She's Louise. And they said, you know,
1: Schwarzenegger said he, she was calling her a female terminator because of her determination of working out for the movie. Yeah. Although supposedly they didn't get along. And I've heard we've heard stories for years that Sharon Stone might have had might sometimes have had issues getting along with people on sets for whatever reason. But she is a trooper in this for her to go. And that's Verhoeven says one of the reasons why he ends up casting her in. Basic instinct is because she's able to transform from this movie being such a thoughtful, romantic, horny little housewife to this like freaking killer. And it's great because when he when he he like they have that like fight and then he kind of like you know they stop down and it's like okay that's truce and she's like and she slays it out for him. You know you and then when you watch the trailers for this movie, there's so much given away in the trailers. Yeah, yeah. you know where you know get ready for a surprise like all that. So she (laughs) says to him. You know, you, you. I've only been you're married to you six weeks. I think it's something like that. And He's yeah, like, yeah. oh, I thought we had nine years. And <laughs> said, he's like, no, it's a fucking dream. This is an assignment, and it's like, can you imagine? And that's again for for a person.
0: This is reality.
1: Yeah, this is not reality. Can you imagine just the realization that all you've remembered is fake?
0: It's terrifying. You know. Yeah. You um, know, and it's something that isn't quite exploited.
1: Yeah, as, as much as it could as be. As much as it could be. You know, because Schwarzenegger's immediate
0: reaction then is
1: okay, I'm going to go fight my way and find answers, but you could very easily have a sequence where the guy almost loses his
0: mind. Yeah, well, that, you know, when we did In the Mouth of Madness, which is. We keep we, talking. Which we keep quoting. Yeah. Like, to me, the scariest moment of In the Mouth of Madness is that moment when uh, Styles, the girl, the woman, is like oh yeah is thrown into the hotel room and she's like i'm losing me trent i'm losing (laughs) like the idea of insanity and how fragile the human brain is the mind is i find terrifying yeah you know like i you know i i you know i'm i'm not as afraid of death as i am as afraid of like you know having your mind yeah, freaking, <laughs> like, like, you know, you know, having becoming insane or even like a stroke, you it, know
1: and <laughs> even if you look at also when this was written by Dick in the sixties, I mean look at Manchurian Candidate was out there. you have those kind of movies, telephon is m- made in the seventies written, or that idea of um you know the 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 super soldier or the assassin having his mind brainwashed. And then he's either put into a normal society to be triggered by an expression or saying to go do his job yeah, yeah. or he's forgetting, which, and,
0: you know, <laughs> which right now as of, uh, you know, April of 2018, 2018 is a, it's like a subplot on. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. I'm not that far ahead, but it's, it's very relevant. I mean, it's yeah. it's such a, even though a Manchurian Candidate is probably from the late 50s, I think, or like 60s. Or early 60s. Or early yeah. 60s. Not, I mean, the novel. Yeah, it's pr- yeah you know, but even the, the movie is pre-62. Yeah,
0: like pre- two or, jfk assassination. Yeah.
1: So. Uh, so it's like 61 or 62. And then Telefon, which is the book in the 70s that they did at Don and Siegel. Cou- and of course, they remade Manchurian Candidate with Denzel Washington yeah. a couple years we ago. Yeah, uh, shriver um it's it 's a fascinating idea, so then you have dictate take that and then put a futuristic twist on it where it 's this company that's able to do this kind of thing it's it's such a frightening idea so Schwarzenegger 's first idea is he 's got to get to Mars and sort out what 's happening, but you have all these special effects that come in so
0: you Beautiful. have the Gordon you know, for instance i don 't know if you made the connection if anybody was going to make the connection out of people I know although you didn 't mention it so i 'm going to assume you didn't when we the establishing shot of Mars, we see the train. Yeah, and it's clearly a miniature train, and they're probably projecting them the, the image
1: of them in, in a train in when they pull in back. inside
0: a little train. But we see this train, and then we pull up, and I just like you could recut that scene with a Nirmal Korne score of. Once upon a time, <laughs> in America, in the West. Oh, oh, you know when she gets, she comes to town. Oh, and he lifts up, and it's all and then, them, all mining and, and they're working. She, and then she gets, she comes in on the train, and then she gets into like a, the stagecoach, and then it pulls up over the train station, and, and then then you see that, all the workers then working then you, on, the, and you, the, and you the see rail. like the, the town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what the, that like that instant, theme <laughs> it instantly reminded me of, of that because it's got the whole train thing, but then it's like they pull up over something to reveal the vast, yeah, the grandness, know, the establishing shot. you
1: know. um, I mean it's very much like you know like Cecil B. DeMille with like a Ten Commandments or like them working on the monuments it's such a lavish and the editor of the movie said that he had to fight for that because and and I think I agree with him where there's sometimes movies can look cheap if you don't have that establishing shot yeah and if He's there was this
0: is the only time because they hadn't shot it yeah and they were going to cut it because of cost and, uh, and time and and some and you're saying it was the editor that was like no we need it it's the only time we see Mars yeah you need to have <laughs> uh you know because it's a pretty claustrophobic movie and I think setting it on Mars gives justification of that yeah because they're in you know you know in almost in like an underground but they're, you know they're like. They're in like this confined town yeah, underneath these domes. And, like, so everything is very claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah, so you need to
1: have, and, and it's, you, I, I agree with him, you need to have that shot of the, it gives you the, it sets up geography, it sets up the vastness of where they are, it sets up their a Spectacle. F- yeah, the foreign planet. Which is planet, important for a movie like you know? this. Right? And you have, you know, when him getting to Mars, all of a sudden you have Michael Ironside going at him, which is great. There's so many people in this movie that I think do such a good job. Michael Ironside's-
0: I, I'm shocked- to, to rack my brain and realize that I don't think we featured Michael Ironside on the show yet. I feel like we have, but you're probably right. I think we've talked about you know. him because, like, he's in Highlander too. Yeah, which we did the first Highlander, so he might have got him. He's, he's in. He's
1: in Tono Top Gun. He's in Star. He's in Troopers,
0: Scanners. He's in Scanners. He's in Dave, David
1: Cronenberg. He's in Terminator. He's one of the. Was he in Genesis or or is he in Was it the other one? Terminator Salvation. He's he's in it, one of them, but he great actor. I've always loved him. I think he he's so good in this movie. Uh. It's 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 funny I was looking at like uh like his sidekick in this movie Michael Champion who is I think the bad guy in The Hard Way the Michael J Fox movie where they have you know <laughs> okay. like the Don't Call It a Comeback and he's also a great villain on The Flash TV show he plays like like an, I think a Maybe, TV yeah he plays maybe an ice i've i only saw the episode back then but he plays not a really good character not the new flash no, no the flash that we that that we know and love yeah the one that we did the pilot <laughs> yeah to. and i thought like he, he he's got a great role and if i was recasting this i'd have like art carney play him like back in the day like he's got such a look and i love when you flash out the bad guy and his like cohorts michael ironside to me is like you know again he's oh
0: the 80s was like king of that was like a beautiful time for action movie bad guy henchmen yeah like Bob the <laughs> goon from from <laughs> yeah. Batman sidekicks you know. and henchmen yeah. It was like
1: a great and uh, great time Michael Einstein has like some Jack Nicholson esque. I remember seeing this in the theater and I remember there was a scene in the theater near the end where he does something with his like brow or yeah, his yeah. I was like oh he's very Jack Nicholson I think he's I mean it, it almost like he's overacting in this but it's it's he does such a good job in the twist that Sharon Stone is actually his girl You know, and they're all you know, and then and then you would, and I like the idea that like, which I I, because I haven't seen the movie in twenty five years, you don't realize that it's like, uh, he's trying to kill Schwarzenegger through the whole movie, but then Ronnie Cox is like, no, you fucked it up, and you're not paid to fucking think, and that's such a great thing. He's like, I've only given you enough information that you need to know, you know what I mean? So that that's the reason why. To the whole movie, is like, Well you're a fucking because 'cause he's been trying to kill me. It's like, well, cause he's an idiot. Yeah. He doesn't know yeah. that
0: I that you're part of the grand scheme. Sk- yeah.
1: You were supposed to come
0: back. And I like and I love all
1: that. And then then, that, then so then Schwarzenegger doesn't know what's going on. He's getting these people trying to kill him. Uh he goes to high and all of a sudden he starts getting these red herrings. Like a guy calls him and says, I've got this and these, I remember these were great like oh, yeah. bits in the movie where there's a suitcase put the towel over your head He puts the wet towel over his end because he got the he's
0: hologram yeah there's a Double. tracker yeah well and, then you know that's another you know we're talking about like the decompression whatever going on in the
1: Oh, when, he, when they get forced outside, and yeah. they start to almost explode. But the, another
0: amazing effect is him pulling that shit out of his nose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was you a know. joke
1: you and I used to always do. We'd put the thing up our nose. <laughs> <laughs> put those little pen yeah. lights. <laughs> yeah. And you turn it I on. Used to, I used to do
0: that when I was like, you know, when it came out, it was big. You put the, yeah. little, the pen light, you turn it on, and you can see like the blood vessels. So it's all red. And like,
1: ah. I, like, I
0: mean, do I? Run, I wonder now? It's like the scene
1: when he like takes the fat lady head off. And you could clearly tell now that. That, that's not Schwarzenegger, it's a, it's an animatronic Schwarzenegger, but w- I wonder back then was all this, pa- I mean, I feel like the eye is educated enough now where you can kind of tell some of this is CGI. I um, don't know,
0: I mean clearly in Terminator w- when he's in the hotel yeah. or the motel room. When he whatever, takes the thing off, it's, yeah. yeah. but when he puts you the glasses tell. on for
1: me, he looks great.
0: But you can tell there, this is pretty damn good, man. I yeah. mean, you can, like you said, we can tell, but I do wonder, you're right, like
1: like back uh, then, I, I think I was was in it. the
0: vast majority of the audience, including us as kids, yeah. able to tell. Because um, the stuff in the, on Mars, this the decompression part, the carbonation sickness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your eyesight will return to you in time. Uh, that looks pretty damn good, man. Yeah. You know, like when when they're not forcing... The eyes out of the head or whatever when they're going in and out and blah 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 and then they it start looks inflating. Like it's, it's it's it looks terrifying, really good. No, but it looks yeah. like them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Rob Bottin is a fucking genius. Yeah, God bless him. And I hope the, he's I hope he's happy. Yeah, I know <laughs> whatever he's doing. And Knock all on wood for Rob Bottin. <laughs> like all the
1: different bits of technology here, where they have like the, the like it was so futuristic the CGI, which they say didn't work so they had to animate. I'm a little confused if the CGI worked or if they had you mean to animate the X-ray machine. Because that was so. I remember that was like the big thing because yeah. it was the first time you saw anything like it. And to me, when I watch it now, it's like, oh, it's okay. But back in 1989, 1990, hadn't seen anything
0: like that before? And
1: it was, it was like, oh my god, this is the next step in the technology. And I remember
0: even then, like the idea of using that innocent bystander as a human shield oh yeah how much he gets shot up uh, about was is uh, very akin to what we were talking about with RoboCop with like the violence it's like when they when we did RoboCop in a nutshell we were talking about how like the censors wanted them to cut it down cut down the violence but by doing that they actually made it more comical well no by cut by cutting out the violence they actually made it more disturbing because his Verhoeven's thought was like if it's so over the top then it becomes almost like a cartoon it's almost more acceptable because it's ridiculous whereas they made him hone it down so it became very disturbing but like in total recall that scene I remember like my stepdad like laughing because it's so outrageous yeah I see me I I it's disturbing for me in
1: total recall because it's kind of like you know like that somebody guy gets shot gets, that guy gets shot so yeah, many and times then he, and then he uses almost, them as a shield and it's almost you know? funny and, then, and that it's was like
0: roadrunner
1: or tom and jerry type thing and, and that was cited as like people were uncomfortable with that scene on the escalator yeah. you know and then the next step of him going through the x ray machine with the gun and then, you know, when you get to him pulling the thing out in the Johnny Cab, Johnny Cab, I remember that's another bunch of jokes I'd have with my friends about the Johnny Cab. Yeah. Such a great scene. Then he gets to gets your ass to Mars. He gets get your to Mars. Mars. And then the whole thing with uh, Quato. Uh, um, Quato. Quato. That's, I mean, you're talking about Botine effects where you have the sequence when you when he... Goes to see Cuadro, Quatto, and Cuadro so like crazy looking, looks yeah, yeah. like a baby. But I love that they you know, choose
0: that voice for him. And
1: you don't even know who that is. They say they, they, they can't find out who. There's no credit on the voice. They don't really know. I mean, but I,
0: it's not like it's not like crank. No, it's from fucking yeah. Like, you know, it's they they choose little, like a very elegant it's voice. Like oh you know, yeah, like Yeah. You know it. it
1: uh, yeah. I, I, when I watched the movie, I had I yeah. I, I felt like I felt like it was somebody that I I can recognize. She, you know, like it was—it's very like almost um, uh, touchy, or, uh you know, it's almost like comforting the 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 the, uh, the voice. But yeah. the 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 effects are so good, where you have the the scene where you have the them—they the, they cut between zooming into Sauron's eye, eyes, and then they cut to zooming into Quato's eyes, and they go right in. And there's no—I mean, it's so like almost disgusting with the drool, yeah, or they make yeah. it—it's almost like you want to look away, but it's so convincing. And then when they come out of it they start in an ultra close up of this thing's eyes and they pull out and it looks so realistic. Yeah, yeah. You know that you can you, I mean when do you ever see that you can go to an extreme close up and like a you know a puppet. Yeah. And that it, it works and that puppet very much to me it feels like it's the, the labyrinth like the guys in Labyrinth. You know what sure, I mean? Like yeah. it's so and they said it took 15 puppeteers to do that whole thing.
0: Well, I remember many years ago maybe 2001 I had a job uh, and I was working with somebody who had graduated from the same film school that Dion and I had but many years he had graduated in the 80s so he was he was uh, a bit older than us and I remember we were talking about it and he was the one that's like we were talking about Total Recall for some reason or Cronenberg and he was like you know and I don't know where his information came from but he was like oh you do you know like the one scene that's still preserved from Cronenberg's script which is contradictory to what we're talking about today but I was like uh if I had to guess Quato. And he's like, yeah, that's a good guess. And he said it was the fat woman with the head thing, you know, like when the disguise. Yeah. And I was like, oh. But now, in the research, allegedly, what we've discovered is that I was right. It was Quato. That seems like such a David Cronenberg thing.
1: How crazy it (laughs) looks like.
0: Telekinesis and like the mutant, like self, like a, almost like a, a, like a, what do they call it when like you have a twin that's like absorbed into like your own Siamese thing. kind of well, yeah, past but there's, that. It's like, there's a, like something where like in utero, yeah. One body like absorbs the, the other, the other, which is like the dark half. One of the creepiest things yeah, with the eyes in all that. movies that when they open up his head, into the dark half and the eyeballs in there um, to this day, <laughs> that shit creeps me out.
1: Yeah. And it's just, it, it's, It's such a fascinating idea. I mean, even how disturbing for me, it's like the fat one when she starts like, too weak, too weak, you know, then she starts flipping out and then it turns and I mean, and and the brutality is so over the top. I guess it's done to show, you know, almost like, I mean, you, you think it wouldn't go for the realism, but if maybe it's so over the top, it shows how... Incredibly like because they're just killing people like everyone's getting yeah. shot. Well, that seems you know, what I mean
0: been a trademark for yeah. their po- bo-
1: Bystanders are getting killed like the scenes where he's trying to run away in the subway and they're shooting out the subways and all that kind of a thing Uh, it's, it's just in the, you know, the non caring about who gets killed with these little modified Uzis that are really all, you know, and then, and then the sequences where they break the glass on Mars and everybody gets lifted up and getting starts getting sucked out. It's it's very frightening, you know, and then you get to the, he gets to Mars that he has to go to this place. And then he goes to, it's basically, it's called Venusville, but it's the, and then the bar in there, it's basically like they're going to like the Mars Casablanca. Yeah. yeah. And he walks into this Casablanca bar, like Rick's place. And then it's like all these people around and the little girl who's in it, who plays the hooker, she just died like a couple months ago. And, um, you know, that's where he he meets, what's her face? The girl from falling down, Malena or whatever. Yeah. And he starts realizing she's, she knows who he is and it's more, I mean, the movie just keeps you guessing. You know, yeah, yeah. even to the point where he, go, he goes back to his hotel room and the guy shows up and it's the guy from the commercials of Recall. Yeah. And then when I was seeing that, it's like, oh, what, why is he here? And he's saying the third option I said to you where it's like, no, you're stuck in this fucking yeah. dream and I'm the only one here to can get you out. And then he he says, open the door. Sharon Stone's there. And she's like, I'm here. I love you. You know, let's go home. And he's about to take the red pill, which is, and ends up being something related to, like, Matrix. And then he's about to take it, but then he sees that beat of sweat going yeah, down. Right. And then he shoots the guy in the head. And it's just, even the shots to the head are so Don't fucking Don't sweat violent. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, you know? And it's like, and then, but it's funny that the, what the guy ends up saying when he has the gun to his head, he, he lays out the third act. He's like, you know, the walls will come crashing down. And you're going to have visions of your quadro's best friend. And he's all, it's all right. You know, everything is yeah, yeah. correct. You know, it's just—it's so mind blowing all the different things that you know. We uh, should
0: give it a shout out to Marshall Bell, who plays George, who's the like the vessel of Quado. Yeah, he's probably best known to Saturday uh, to Saturday to sleepover movie fans as being the gym teacher in. Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Okay, yeah. I, he gets like whipped in the showers. I've seen him in a couple uh, but of- But he was in Dick Tracy, Yeah, apparently. I was going to say,
1: he, I've seen him in a, uh, in a couple movies as henchmen and stuff. And, and he's
0: one of, in one of my favorite movies that nobody has seen, apparently. It's uh, the more recent comedy in the 2000s, Hamlet 2. Oh, okay. He's in that movie. I yeah, love that movie.
1: <laughs> he sh- he d- he showed up to my day job, and I was absent that day, and I could have met him, and I didn't get to meet him. I was I was really upset about that because it's of, your copy, yeah, of Total Recall, but the VHS copy because everyone knows him with uh, he was there with Graham Beckel, a character actor, and I was like that's so cool <laughs> to meet him because you know the three movies we know him from: you, Dick Tracy, Total Recall, Whiskers, <laughs> Is Quado? You know, are you really signed Hey, Marshall Ooh, let where's me Quado. Let me see your let me see your stomach. <laughs> let me see your Quad. I know he's really let me yeah, let me see your quadro. <laughs> um but I just think every like Ronnie Cox is such a great asshole in his new yeah. you know, like the lines he's like, you know, I'll be done with it. I'll be having my fucking cornflakes. It's like so funny. He's like such a good like he's um playing uh what's his face? OCP's head uh b- 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 Yeah, he's good at he's good at that. Yeah, Apparently
0: he had never really been cast that way before Ro- Until Robocop, Robo-Cop. right? Yeah. And, you know, we know him from playing the president in <laughs> the 90s. <laughs> Which we American, just did a couple America. weeks ago. You know,
1: but it's just, Same year as this. He's Yeah, exactly. And he's such a good uh, action. You know, he's just such a good asshole, yelling like, you know, when he's. You, know, you fucking mean nothing
0: to me. And it's like, yeah, yeah.
1: he's so good. I mean, everybody in this movie is great. It's just such good. I mean, it's like, I think Schwarzenegger does a great job. Uh, you he, know, I it's agree. Hard. I
0: agree with you that he's a good actor. Clearly type-wise, he's not versatile in that, you know, he can't be cast as anything, you know, in a way like yeah. he, he is limited in terms of what he can play because of his stature and his accent. But when cast well, and even often, out, you know, maybe off- you know, maybe, you know, like he's good in like he's good in like twins. Well,
1: I think his his strength is that he knows his limitations. Yeah. You know, a man has to know his limitations and I feel like he knows what well, he can yeah. his strengths.
0: Well, you know, like like I say, he's not perfect for everything, but he knows that. And he knows and what he, he can and he's good. Yeah. You know, when he he can he knows how to pick a role or how to how to adjust a role to work for him. Yeah. And which when you a lot of people can. Yeah. And when
1: you get to Mars, I get, you get very much like, for me, again, Cronenberg, it's like that yeah, feel like Naked Lunch, or even later on, The Fifth Element, you have that 80s future sci-fi, which isn't Blade Runner, yeah, but it's almost like more of the um, Ralph Bakshi or even the Mo- Mobius that we talk about in the 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 Star Wars holiday special the scene with Boba yeah, Fett yeah. you have that kind of a, you get that very much that kind of a futuristic footage I think it was that Val, Valerian that just came and went Luke Basson's movie yeah which was gonna be on that like that world of the industrial like Dread Judge Dread sure yeah, you know yeah. you have that going for it and it just it works on so many levels and the movie just keeps you guessing and you're on your toes it's action 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 I love you a lot of the stuntmen when people are getting killed. There's like I think they they were able to do this in the '80s where you, you're wired with squibs, but then in your palm you have the trigger. Yeah. So you can trigger yourself getting shot. So you see a lot of that like in Commando and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. you see a lot of that in this movie where you see the person like squeeze the palm and then they get, <laughs> you know, they start shaking around, they get blown up, you know, they get lit up, you know, you have a yeah. lot of that. It's funny when you get to I'm Mars. I'm laughing because of the visual. That you can't I'm shaking see. around. I look like Chunk from Goonies. Um, it, you know, and, it, and it's very much like when they get to Mars, like the human psyche, like, you know, typical humans, they make Mars into a dump where it's like, oh, it's a fall apart. It's like there's like a ghetto, you yeah, know, you know, yeah. it's all very, no matter. It's dirty.
0: W- yeah. You know, it's great. Well, this is great because like what we were just talking about, there was some movie we were just talking about where they were making the movie and somebody in between takes. Like the cleaning people would come in and clean everything. Oh off. yeah, and they had to. They and had they'd be like, to, no, no, we like need we need the it dirt. Dirty. Yeah, you yeah. Know, Like it's part that of that. That might atmosphere.
1: have been Fifth Element, or was, was it something? Yeah, that they 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 were every day they were cleaning it. They're like, no, we need to keep it dirty <laughs> yeah. for this reason. What
0: movie was that?
1: It was something last year. We did so many last year. Um, I mean, it's just it's such a precursor to like you know, the big themes in the Matrix movies. And the Matrix was such a like a life changing for people. Like you know, there's. People who were huge into that movie, and that series, and it's all you know. You can almost trace it back to Philip K. Dick, or you know, even like the sequence with with Benny, the cab driver, who to me is like very much like Jimmy Walker from <laughs> from Good Times, where it's like you could have had Jimmy Died Walker. Oh yeah, yeah, you could, because. <laughs> Until you realize he's a bad guy. He's very much like, oh, you know, he's kind of yeah, like that yeah. that kind of a character actor. Like I thought Vincent Price would have been a good like I always Victor. remember the Oh the arm, yeah. The, like when he takes, takes off a, the hand and crazy you see that he's got a mutant arm. It's yeah. such a
0: beautiful And that, I mean he, you can see when you watch it yeah, now, now you, you can see, see that like he's standing hiding. next to it. Yeah. But the arm itself it's crazy looking. It's, it's it looks actually, like they it looks like looking. they're like you know it's not your it's not benny's arm but let's just get like this alien to come and stand behind and then him. And do it <laughs> <And> <laughs> you know and to me
1: it's very much like an arm out of um the world of worlds yeah comes up out, 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 out of your chest and grabs your head that scares exactly. the crap out of me exactly. um but like even with his when you get to him and he you find out he's a bad guy because he has got you know five kids to feed four kids to feed and he's in that machine at the end uh And and it's like he's in he's in the 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 mining machine trying to kill him and it's like close ups and there's music strobing it to me very much like Fifth Element when you have those bad guys are like shooting you know that that montage when they shoot the thing at the beginning you know
0: think that scene though where he's like what happened to child number five Benny you know that scene where it's like revealed that he's been lying yeah like I love that circa 1990. Like even though this movie takes place almost a hundred years in the future, like the thought of like con- a conventional household, he's like, "Shit, you're right. I'm not even married. Yeah. Like you need to be married <laughs> to have those to, <laughs> like, like some mutant on Mars in the in the future." <laughs> It still is like, I'm not gonna have children out of wedlock.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's not it, you know
0: And it says so much and about like
1: how far we've come. And it's funny because even in the uh back in the day that was a huge reveal for me. I thought he was on our side until he yeah, blows yeah. Quato away. And then it's again so disturbing that he shoots him and then you know, he's still like, You gotta turn the fucking thing <laughs> on. And then the with then with the shot through the head. And then later they bring the body and then you you get to see Ronnie Cox looking at the body. Like there's no, they don't pull any punches, no pun intended, with the visuals of the uh, ultra violence in this, which I think is, uh, works to to the the movie's benefit. Well, you
0: know, yeah. I mean, in a way it's kind of helped it age well because we're so now so used to like the excess of violence and and, uh, sexuality and stuff, you know, kind of in a way what we were talking about last week with, you know, like it's the the excessive violence has helped it age well because now we're so used to it like everything's so excessive that something as excessive as RoboCop and Total Recall almost you know, becomes less dated because of it. Uh and it, in some ways like Verhoven was kind of ahead of his time yeah. <laughs> with the with that excess.
1: Um yeah, it's it's pretty amazing and they shot it in Mexico City. Uh, because it had that futuristic look. And it's funny because when I was looking at it when I was little, it always reminded me of the where I grew up, the New Haven. There's a, a place called the New Haven Coliseum. And uh, that was done in a brutalistic style. And then learning when we did this movie, looking at the research, they, that the that architecture was v- very brutalistic in Mexico City. And yeah. I, I was really happy that I made that correlation. But yeah, it's, 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 it's a great, fun movie. I, I feel like there's so much other stuff we could do.
0: Dion, when is this thing going to end? Uh, hey, Dad. Give me a break. You know, I'm up all night over here. What are you guys doing down there? Playing with yourselves? Come on, give me a break.
1: so i feel like there's just so much you know uh other things we can get in here uh i don't know, maybe we didn't do it justice certain yeah. things just running around but it's just such it's a, a big topic yeah it's such a fun uh i don't know I, 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 yeah it, we're just we're i guess we're just overwhelmed with the. Me- but it, i think the biggest thing in the movie that it was just so fun that it was uh that you know that it 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 held up, and yeah. not only did it held up, it was it was awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just yeah. kept going. The and, one,
0: the one tiny little nugget that I found fascinating that I didn't know was because of the success of it, they wanted to make a sequel, and they were going to base the sequel on Minority Report. Yeah, which is another but, but Have Dick Quaid. Book. Play Tom Cruise play the Tom Cruise characters kind of like cross the streams of of philip K. Tick worlds, but it never got made, and then later, obviously Spielberg, and
1: yeah, it. and then yeah and the aliens that were gonna that they found were gonna be the people that were the psychics yeah the the you, the, you, you know, know the, the mutants with to pre- determining the uh the world, which is amazing, and then they leave it open supposedly uh at the end of the movie when he kisses you know it it goes to white, it's left it open, is it really a lobotomy or is it you know what what it, what really happened who knows if it's this or that uh Verhoeven, I think, seems to think it's more of a dream, where Schwarzenegger believes it's more of a reality, uh, and I think everybody, like I, like we said, everybody's phenomenal in the movie, and I, I just was, I just love that it held up, and I love that it was a great action movie, and I love that it was something, one of these things, or it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's just a, it's a glimpse of time, how, yeah, yeah you know. it's like a little time capsule,
0: yeah. but gorgeous, yeah, it's and really like, like we said early in the movie, like movie magic. All the way around. Beautiful. Yeah. Like a beautiful execution of like what was available, everything working in unison, in harmony. Yeah. It's <laughs> to make something that's a real spectacle, the way it seems like movies used to be that yeah. aren't that you know, even when you get like a ready player one, which clearly is a spectacle, it's very different yeah. than that kinds of that kind of movie. Definitely.
1: Uh Well, so check us out. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on um, Instagram. Instagram. We've got our own homepage, Saturday Movie Sleepovers. Uh, You know, check us out. Leave us a comment. Like us. Message us. Uh, Tell a friend.
0: Tell a friend. Uh, Blake's got stuff. Uh, At Scored to Death on uh, all the social medias. And score to Death, the podcast, available everywhere, podcaster, blah, blah, blah.
1: And we're going to be back in a couple weeks with with some really big stuff. I know we're heading into the summer. Yeah, it's going to be some pretty, we got some pretty big movies coming up. <laughs> so, uh, you know, hope you like what you've been hearing, and uh, we'll be seeing you and soon. And
0: whoever, whoever requested Total Recall, thank you. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. So, see you soon. Bye, later.